Hey, welcome to another episode of Behind the Bar podcast, brought to you by the coaches and clients of RT Fitness Durham, Sunland, and the Barbell Club, where we take you from complete beginner to photo shoot ready. So before we start today's episode, we are now doing our January intake, which is Monday the 9th of January, on our 90-day total transformation across our Gilesgate Durham and Southwick Sunland units. The link's in the description below, so click that, go through, answer a few questions, and boot a call in with Sarah. On today's episode, we have another Meet Your Coaches. This is Durham coach Josh, absolute brilliant guy, started with us earlier this year, and he's doing really good things for us in RT Fitness Durham. So listen to him and his story. Enjoy. Right then, Josh. (laughs) (laughs) Right then, uh, who is Coach Josh? Coach Josh, obviously at RT Fitness, Barber Club, all that sort of stuff. I mean, also Obsidian personal training as well. Yeah, I mean, is that basic, yeah? That's too basic. Too basic. Who is Josh? Or just generally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So... If this is a meet the coaches, I am coach. I am coach. (laughs) I am am coach. This is me. Yeah. Um, So in what sense? Who are you? What's your life like? What's my life like? Yes. So married, Mm -hmm. no kids yet. Like living in Durham, um, coach American football as a side thing as well. Um, been doing that seven years or so. Rugby player, obviously training in the gym and everything like that. And coach, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's in a, a nutshell. A, in a nutshell, yeah. So, why, why did you want to become a coach? So, I originally was trying to, well, thought about coming a coach when I was at university. So I was training quite hard, S&C gyms, stuff like that, and was really interested in it, like in the fitness side of things. And then life got in the way. I ended up going a different path and going mortgage, ad- mortgage advising instead. Right. For, just fell into that because I needed a job when I'd left uni. And basically, I was going to do an S&C course, mm-hmm. but I didn't have any student loan left. <laughs> right, so okay. I was like, well, best go get get a job there. Yeah. Um, and then, so I've been coaching, like I say, American football-wise, seven years now, like something like that. So it's something I've been doing for free. Right. For seven years as, like, in sport. Um, and then, basically, end of last year, my dad died, and I just didn't want to go back to the old job. Right, okay. So took some time off thought what do you want to do and it was a choice between doing either sport coaching like in schools or personal yeah, training yeah. and I thought I'm going to be better off dealing with adults like I don't, <laughs> right. I don't think I could handle <laughs> sports coaching with little ones yeah, yeah, like yeah. so well yeah, not yet I, not yeah, yet no. but yeah so that's how I ended up being a coach yeah. right okay yeah so why do you want like so what's the passion behind wanting to be a coach though so for me, it's genuinely about helping people. And like, I know everyone says that, but taking away people's pains in their life, really. Like if you can make someone's life better from four hours a week in here mm-hmm. and make the rest of their life easier and better yeah. and like less any pain or anything like that, that or whether that's psychological, mental, like any sort of, pain point, trigger point, 
you can take that away, it's an impact in the world, isn't it? Like a, a, in a sense, yeah, in yeah. a grand scheme, I want to have an impact on the world and that's probably right. the best way that I can do it in something that I enjoy. Mint. Like. So, yeah. what do you see as most unique or special about being a coach? Just the sort of, I don't think anything I've ever experienced has the same in-depth like relationship that you have with people. Right. Like any other job, you don't have that same amount of time with people to build a relationship and, and rapport and actually impact. Like, whereas <clears throat> like any other job, if you, you're only probably talking five minute interactions with everyone. Yeah. Whereas if you're spending an hour, four times a week with people, you can have a bigger impact on their lives in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. So. Which is probably spending more time with you than they do some of the family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Hmm, nice. What advice would you give to someone starting out as a coach? Starting out as a coach, mm -hmm. learn. Like, right. don't stop learning, basically. Like, a qualification and a piece of paper only gets you in the door, really. Like, oh, does it? Oh, that might not even get you in the door. Yeah. Yeah. So, practice, and it's just a case of taking the step and going, right, I'm doing this. I'm going 100%, I'm learning, and continue to build yourself, practice what you need to, practice all your coaching skills and everything like that. And it, it is just practice like anything else. Get your reps in. Yeah. Like, get your reps in, it's the same as anything else, you know? Hmm. That would be my advice, really. Like, be open to it, spend time with people and see what works and see what doesn't. Like, cause the only way you'll find out your own style is by trial and error. Right. Really. Like, that's the only way you're going to work out what you do. What elements do you think they should learn then? So, you, uh, to coach, obviously, because it's you not need just no, what, it's what, not, <laughs> you like, know that now. Yeah, it's, you need to know, obviously, your basic knowledge of whatever you're coaching, for starters, you need to know that at, at a good level. But you need, if you're actually looking at coaching someone, you need to learn human psychology. Like if you're talking in the fitness space, you need nutrition, obviously that sort of thing. Why people do stuff, I think is always a big thing. Like I like reading about the psychology of sort of breaking down why, what motivates people to do things. Right. Like whether that's on a global scale or uh -huh. individual. Cause then, and also your communication skills. So learning how to crack on with people basically, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So what books has helped you with that part then? So, good ones, I know we talk about it all the time, it is a massive book, Atomic Habits is great for right. sort of building them, building yeah. blocks. Um, Drive by James Pink is right. it's a drive or driven. Drives by James Pink is really uh -huh. good in right, terms okay. of sort of human motivation right. and stuff like that. Reminders at the end. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, so your, your normal sort of salesy ones for sort of human interaction, like right. then your Dale Carnegie one, the uh, how to make friends and influence people. Right, and all okay. the ones off the back of that, people have yes, done yeah, ones yeah, yeah. off the back of that that are basically the same, but sort of modernized. Right, like, okay. So I think, and then obviously, uh, I'm thinking 
haven't read too much nutrition wise that that comes to mind yeah think wise but yeah they're the main ones for like getting into someone's head in generally nutrition books nutrition are books like are just indexy type yeah, like um right. in-depth <laughs> ones yeah. aren't they yeah that's it so like you learn that a lot of that from sort of trying that route with yourself as well right like, at the end of the day don't you you work yeah, out yeah, yeah. How, how it works for you and how best to pick that up yeah Sweet. So, what is the strangest or funniest thing you've seen happen in your job? <laughs> Being a coach, not a uh, mortgage yeah. advisor. <laughs> um, funniest thing. Strangest thing. Oh, that's hard, though. I'm going to try to think. Without dropping Maybe. any clients in it. Without dropping any clients <laughs> in it as well, yeah. Unless it's yeah. Sarah, then it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um. Although your nine o'clock group are quite uh, colourful, aren't they? They are fairly, fairly colourful. <laughs> yeah. Um, you saw right, is nine o'clock uh, barbell probably. has um, colourful language. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I can think of anything really like that stands out as super funny in terms of things that have happened. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like obviously you, you're constantly just cracking on, so there's always funny stories and that. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. like that you hear from people, but um, no, it's. Strange. None of the nine AM shocked you. Not not with their not with their actions. <laughs> right. <okay. laughs> but no, they haven't shocked us really. No. Right. Like. Uh, okay. No. So I can't think of anything in particular that stands out anyway. Right. I mean, so you have been coaching the American football for up to seven years, haven't you? Yeah. So what significant significant changes have you seen? Let's let's say over those seven years and since you've been coaching from there, then. What, within in, the whole fitness industry? Within the whole fitness industry, what we're in seven years. Like, I think there's a lot, so especially since the last two years or so, I think it's, right. a, it's a lot more tailored to actual advice on, sort of, well, not advice, but like training for your life. Like, I think before probably COVID and stuff like that, Realistically, people who are either bodybuilders or athletes or powerlifters, right? Like, this, that's my well, it might just have been the space that I was in, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it might not be the case, you might not think that, but that's sort of what I thought. Like, you're either training for aesthetics or you're training to be faster or stronger, right? Like, there was less, I feel like there was less people training just to be healthier in that sense, right? Like or especially lifting weights wise okay like I think that's changed quite a bit since people have had more time to th sit and think about what they actually want and the sort of health scare of the lockdowns and all that jazz right yeah going well actually I want to be running about when I'm 70 right like I think that's changed or might, that might just be like I say so what's that changed to then that people are training because they feel better when they train and they feel training for life and longevity I right. think more rather than thinking I'm training to look a certain way I mean that still exists yeah yeah, yeah. but I, I feel like there's more people shifting to that spectrum so more people shifting, shifting towards, towards like a health like, yeah like overall rather health than just, rather than I've got I want a six pack pounds. I want yeah right. this you know what I mean okay I mean again you might not have seen the same but I feel like that's 
Um, I mean, I think definitely, especially with when the lockdowns, you've seen more people get out and walk. Yeah. Obviously, it was a forced right. upon us to do that. But I think, like, yeah, I mean, I didn't really think about that, to be fair. But people have more went towards steps. Yeah. And becoming active, which in turn is health in a sense. Yeah. But I don't know about health-wise, because I think, it's, I think it's still people just want that goal. I mean, people yeah. like to go out and get the walk, because I think now the 10,000 steps is getting ingrained a bit more. Yeah. I mean, it's always been there, but I think... It's slowly it's, getting put in there more by a, a lot more popular people yeah. who just scream like uh, you need up 24-7, yeah. stuff like that. Um, but I don't know, I'm, I'm still not convinced on the health front no. because you see people who were classed as, um, what was the word, what they were classed as? Like when they got locked down? The, Comorbidity and stuff like that, or <sighs> vulnerable. Vulnerable. So those vulnerable people are those overweight people who got told to uh, stay in for the first 12 weeks. I've seen a lot of them, like I, I know one lad who was massively overweight and he got put into hospital, got put in a ventilator, the lot, and he's only my age. Aye. And he's still exactly the same shape now. Yeah. Even though he was like at the extreme end of COVID where... Aye. That, and I, I, this is what I see. Yeah, like, obviously, it's going to be based on what you see, and it's, yeah. sort of, it's always going to be anecdotal. Like, uh -huh. so, like, one person's story isn't necessarily the... It might just be that social media algorithms, I don't know, have right. took me down that, that route to yeah, yeah, see that yeah, more. Yeah. Maybe that's probably potentially what it is as well. You know what Maybe, I mean? Maybe, yeah. Like... Because I think people went that one or two ways within the COVID as well, didn't they? So they went like either took the health upon themselves yeah. or drank themselves stupid. Aye. And Aye. like, because we come out of COVID with people. These two are fucking laughing on in the background. <laughs> we, we come out of COVID, even with our clients. I know you yeah. weren't with us at the time. But we come out of um, COVID with clients who'd either gained a shitload of weight Aye. or who went for it. Like, yeah. we had some mint results. Aye. So people either did or didn't. I think even for me, I probably I did. Like, obviously, 2020, I was 19 stone. Right, okay. Life. And I just got engaged. It was like, I mean, it was partially athletics as well. I looked at a photo and went, you're way too fat right now. Like, just, <laughs> you're, you're too heavy, you've let this go on too long. So I set about changing. But I also went, well, I'm going to get married. Probably thinking, like, family in the future, all this. I don't want to be knackered when I'm 50. Right. So I obviously dropped a good chunk of weight. Yeah. About four, four, four and a half stone. When was that? Weight. Uh, so from when I got engaged to when I got married. So what's that? 20, October 2020 to October 21. So, yeah. Yeah. So, right, sweet. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it was okay. But that for me was like, I don't want to be, I don't want my knees to be shot when I'm 50. I like, right. it was literally a case of being health focused rather than aesthetic. Because it was like, my missus likes us as I am, no matter what, anyway. Yeah, she's, yeah. She's said yes. Well, you've got a buffer, said yes you've now, got a buffer so now. Exactly. You can go up to 19 stone right, exactly. anytime now. <laughs> exactly. Get eaten. Get yeah, eaten, yeah. Right? Yeah. So maybe, and that might have, my own change and influence might have actually influenced what I think about the space as well, about fitness yes, industry. Yes, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? 
because right. it is like because because obviously as well like say so we're surrounded by a lot of people a lot more people doing weightlifting yeah we could automatically think my well, weightlifting's on the rise Aye. do you know what i mean it is your surroundings you, yeah. and, and and who it is or what you're doing personally because you think because then you're looking into that Aye. so it's like everything pops up yeah. like you said with the algorithms as well interesting Aye. so uh am i on the last one here i think i am short and sweet um so what do you see as the common trends in coaching or in the fitness realm? So in, I think probably people probably want to be coached more. Right. I think from that sense, I think there's a lot of people that, again, that might just be because of the way that people were around. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I feel like people are less, actually want to be coached and be told what to do slash how to do it right rather yeah. than the amount of swathes of people that just go into a gym and walk around sort of almost aimlessly not knowing what they're doing. Right, like, yeah. I think there's a sort of actually people want to make that investment in themselves and go, right, I'm going to learn how to do it right. Like, I'll invest for X amount of months, learn how to do it right, and then that'll set us up as well. Right. Again, that might just be because all our sessions are coached. Yeah, yeah It yeah. might just be the, that I see. But, so I think that, and then I, I do think the fitness space is moving towards the sort of training for, to make yourself feel better. Right. Rather than to make yourself look better, shall we say. I know the two go hand in hand sometimes yeah, 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 yeah. with certain people, uh -huh. but I think, like I know for me, if I don't train, I'm proper stroppy. Like I'm yeah. just, I'm just not, a, not as good a person to be around. Like, so I need, know that I need to train to make everything else easier you know what right. I mean? so i think there's a shift into that okay frame yeah that's where that's where i think it would go, it's going right but might be wrong might yeah, be wrong obviously but actually one more and then you can um then for the next time you're on i can call you on it okay what's your current goals <laughs> you know, <it's> like, <laughs> fitness I, goals i haven't really got one like i am just training because I enjoy training. Right. Like, gonna cut down a little bit in January. Right. With the rest of the clients. Yeah. So I'm gonna actually dial everything in and yeah. cut down. Like, I'm probably eating to build a little bit before then now. Right. But I don't, really, I don't think I can get much bigger without just getting fat. Yeah. Like, really, <laughs> like, muscle-wise. Um, so I'm gonna cut down in January just to, more for, not even for an aesthetic goal, it's more just to sh as a challenge. Right, okay. Like, just to me go, right, I'm going to challenge myself for three months. Right, yeah. I'll, like, diet down, get as lean as I can, just for that. And also as an empathetic. Obviously, I feel like if I'm coaching someone who's gone, going through a yeah. heavy diet or Which whatever, are, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, I feel like I need to have done that. Yeah. And I've never really been that lean. Right. In life, like I've been a rugby player, so I haven't needed to be. Yeah, like I've never had abs on out like that. So uh -huh. it's a nice challenge for myself. That would be my current goal. But in terms of actual training, just training because I enjoy it, really. Like, and I think that's a good way to be for life rather right. than constantly chasing. Yeah, I mean, you, there's pros and cons in both, aren't you? Because you can get really motivated and chase a current goal, but you need to set yourself up for 40 years rather than the, rather than yes, the next yeah, six yeah, months, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Brilliant. So, yeah, so when I'm all like laid leaned out, out in, uh, yeah, March yeah. And, we'll yeah. see it. But it's going to be good, uh, obviously, with you doing it with the clients because yeah. you write empathetic point of view. Aye. Like, Perfect, I know Josh. you've oh, you so did it on the first one, didn't you? Yes, like, I. So yeah, I feel off. like it's one of them where you've got to <laughs> you've got to have done it to to know. Yeah, as well, they've got to actually die it down and give it some. Sweet. You know. Yeah, spot on. Thank, Thank you very much. much. No problem.